go to King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership. Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's going to be to try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window get their second. You're listening to Lee Carson, Newcastle Hunters Home Rugby League. Welcome back to another episode of League Castle, the second for this week. I am, of course, your host, Chris McPherson. And today we're looking at a season preview for the Newcastle Rugby League. And I'm very fortunate to have the doyen of local print journalism for Rugby League joining me, Josh Callanan. How are you, Josh? G'day, Chris. Well, how are you? I'm very well, mate. Thank you very much for a few minutes of your time today to have a look at the Newcastle Rugby League season ahead. Just excited. There's a bit of uh, footy to be footy to be had after... a funny old few months and it might not be the competition that we all know and love on its usual front but uh, yeah the clubs are going to be out there and having a crack from this weekend which is a, a long way away from a few months ago when it looked like you know the prospect of no season whatsoever so I think there'll be some uh, very excited guys the, the boots will be well and truly dusted off I'm sure they're going to be blowing out some cobwebs and uh, they're going to be hurting a little bit <laughs> once they're out there fitness wise but uh yeah, there's going to be some footy on, which is, uh, I think, a, a big result given uh, given the circumstances. It certainly is, mate. And um, we, we did a bit of a deep dive into the Newcastle and Hunter Community Rugby League last night and released that early Thursday morning for the punters. But today we're here to talk about the Newcastle Rugby League. And as you said, it's a very different Newcastle Rugby League. There's no Tui's Cup. There's a two-tiered competition, seven clubs in the first grade. Six in the, uh, sorry, six clubs in the first grade, seven in the reserve grade, with Curry dropping down to the reserve grade as they or tier two as they're terming it. Uh, it's going to be an interesting season, and uh, no Macquarie in the in the senior men's. Josh is probably the biggest thing that stands out to start with. Yeah, it's a it's a, it's a, a funny kind of uh, of mix there, but yeah, six six in the top, seven in the second. Uh, ladies league tag and nineteens, all the the full complement. So. It looks like, yeah, South, Central, West, Lakes and Maitland have all fielded their, you know, full four teams. Uh, Cessna have got Stree but haven't got a 19s. Curry, like you said, dropped out over the weekend down to Tier 2, but they've got a 19s and the ladies. And, yeah, Macquarie, yeah, they've only got the 19s. So um, a bit of a, I suppose, a blow for them not to have any kind of representation in, in the senior men's, you know, competitions for 2020. Uh, but talking to their coach, Steve Kidd, the other day when that uh, when that draw did come out, he was still pretty confident and felt that Macquarie were going to be no worse off, basically, from, from not playing. They felt that if they had a pushed ahead, um, you know, could have maybe, you know, run them into a bit more trouble and, and not helped them set up for season 2021 with, I suppose, with players and, and, and sponsorship and, you know, it's uh, yeah, a difficult decision to make, I'm sure. Um, but, yeah, I think there was an, a bit of initial interest there, but they had a few guys sort of, yeah, sort of head off elsewhere. I, I know the, the Briggs boys, uh, that uh, or Rand, Randall was uh, was at Macquarie. He said off to West Falls End. I'm not sure what Paul Carter ended up doing. Um, I don't think yeah, Liam Higgins and Ben Roos weren't, weren't going to have a – weren't going to have a run. Um, so yeah, they were down on a few trips and the troops, and they've actually had a couple of the couple of their new recruits ended up uh, with the Wildfires Rugby Union as well. Uh, Hayden Coles was uh, was one of them, um, and uh, Rob Basur as well. So yeah, there was just uh, not not quite the numbers, and 
Yeah, so there'll be no Scorps in that, uh, you know, represented this year. But uh, from, yeah, Steve Kidd, their coach, he seemed pretty confident and was hoping to, you know, get around over the course of the next month to make sure that they had those top 25, 30 players all signed up again for next year. And, um, yeah, felt that, that not playing, you know, was going to potentially give them the best chance to springboard into, you know, into next year, given that the uh, yeah, the main premiership wasn't on, on offer this year round. Yeah, certainly, and, and, and Kitty, a man who's been around in Newcastle and also Newcastle and Hunter for a number of years, so well, he wouldn't have made the decision lightly alongside the Macquarie board, but um, look, he's a pretty pretty uh, switched-on operator, so you'd back him in if he thinks he can get most of them back on board next year, and as you said, a lot of them going to sort of the uh, Newcastle and Hunter clubs, a number with Dorian yeah. Creek and Westwall's end, so hopefully they can pick yeah, them back the, up. And... The Jeffrey brothers, they're uh, back at Dora Creek, they're, I think they've got some family links there, and uh... Yeah, it wasn't all that long ago the Scorps were holding up the trophy. I think it was 2017 after a few grand final appearances. It's been probably a tough couple of years the last two. But, um, yeah, the Matt uh, no, he's pretty confident he can get the squad, get the boys back together. And uh, even talking to, to Matt Harris, I think there was, of course, a bit of disappointment there from uh, from the uh, Newcastle Rugby League boss that uh, Macquarie weren't going to be in those open grades. But, um, yeah, still felt that, um, you know, that Macquarie and, and Curry, who aren't fielding those uh, tier one sides, were uh, going to be able to, you know, get back on the paddock and, you know, be part of that, um, you know, main premiership when it, it kicks back off in 2021 post uh, this uh, coronavirus period. Yeah, certainly. And the other club, obviously, that the one club that's probably gone a, a step stronger than they were last year is Nelson Bay entering a uh, under-19 side alongside their ladies league tag or the blues tag, as it's, it's known um, in the Newcastle Rugby League comp. So, uh, that'll add another challenge to when they were all doing the draw and the travel arrangements for a few teams. For example, South this week who were split across a couple of couple of different venues. Um, but it's I great know, to see I'm, Nelson I'm, Bay building. Yeah, very good to see them represented after a few, I suppose, years out in that rugby league wilderness. Um, you know, there's been a few different guises over the last few decades since North Newcastle weren't in the comp and. There's been, you know, Raymond Terrace has been Nelson Bay. There's been Port Stevens, but uh, yeah, now they're sort of, sort of back and just slowly building. And it seems a, a good way to do it, you know, just one little sort of step at a time towards, you know, hopefully building a base and then, you know, to, you know, with an eye toward, you know, getting a, a team back into that, into that first grade competition. But the Bay will be represented, and I know, uh, I know the South guys actually, the first grade boys were. Going to have the buy uh, before that late change over the weekend with Curry dropping out, and uh, they 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 were uh, quite excited. They were getting a mini bus or two, and they were going to head up to the bay and have a uh, have a have a day uh, bonding together. I think a few of the players uh, they're now uh, that's that's changed. They're now uh, heading to St John Oval, but um, no, good to see Nelson Bay back in back in uh, all their colours represented, and uh, yeah, building towards you know hopefully. Um, you know, a first grade presence uh, in a in a few go, few years time uh, once they can get a few of those nineteens through the uh, through the ranks. He's hoping, and uh, it might be as good a point as anywhere to start having a look and and dissecting the hopes of teams. As you, we just talked about Souths there, and obviously saw you know you uh, reported the news during the week that uh, Andrew Ryan's re-signed for another year, which is going to be a big boost to them heading into this season. Uh, how how do you think Souths are going to stack up this year, and where where do we see them uh, in terms of the Threat that they pose to the the premiership in the in what is the the top tier of Newcastle Rugby League in twenty twenty. Firstly, and apologies to Bob Cat. I actually call him a prop 
story. <laughs> he wouldn't have liked I must that. Have been, no, I must have been doing that one right on deadline and, uh, and let that one slip. And, uh, yeah, that had a bit of fun on uh, over Twitter on Wednesday, actually. It was quite uh, quite funny. But uh, he did admit that he did have one game, I think, for Dubbo Sims back in the under-18s. And uh, he, he reckons he went no good. <laughs> but, uh, no, very good news for South that Bobcats, uh, yeah, back on board. He's, um, you know, obviously got, you know, that... NRL career behind him. He's got New South Wales and Australian representations. He's got all those credentials. But you know what he really brings to the Lions at Townsend Oval is that uh, that club feel. You know, I was only living around the corner. I think the first year he he started coaching in um, uh, in last year, and he uh, yeah, you see the whole club you know train together at Townsend on a on a Tuesday night. That's one thing that he really buys into and. He's not only coaching first grade, I think he might be re-signed with the under-8s and the under-11s as well because uh, he coaches his, two of his sons Boys. as well. So he's, he's got, his, uh, got his hands full with those coaching commitments. But, um, yeah, really just loves it, basically, and, and really loves the club. And he, yeah, was uh, more than happy to, to uh, be going around again, particularly with the, um, uh, you know, it just disrupted, you know, what would have been his second season going into it. So... Uh, but yes, yeah, South they, they're they're not looking uh, not looking too bad in terms of their um, you know existing kind of group. Uh, Luke Higgins, Brendan Simpson, Joe Morris, uh, they're all not playing. Um, but Ryan Glanville and Scott Matthews uh, are in, and I know uh, Andrew Ryan the other night was when I spoke to him. He was um, quite uh, yeah quite pleased with the way that Ryan and Scott were you know, really driving that you know, club culture on on and off the field and they're, you know, really driving, you know, a lot of the other guys, you know, on the training paddock and ahead of this round one. So, uh, it's, yeah, I suppose it's important to have those kind of leaders and they've sort of shown that, it seems, over the last, um, you know, few weeks and months as, um, you know, South look to get back on the paddock. So, you know, Lachlan Wormsley could be an in for them. He, he's been down at New South Wales Cup with the Rabbitohs. He got injured last year was looking to come back and, um, yeah, it's just weighing up now whether he'll, yeah, take, uh, take the paddock or not in Newcastle Rugby League. Uh, there's a couple of um, uh, young guys that might come up from the nine teams. There's the Bray brothers that Andrew, Andrew Ryan mentioned. Uh, from the Knights in the lower grades, Jack Cameron, Dylan Lucas and Harry Croker have all, all joined with the New South Wales Cup in the 20s, both uh, off for the year. Uh, and a few from further afield, Daniel Hugelworth from Aberdeen in the Group 21 with uh, yeah, the Upper Hunter Comp also not on for this year. He's uh, looking for a start at South. And from uh, from Dubbo, out Bobcats Way, uh, Marshall Sting and Steve Madden uh, are both uh, linked up with South. And Steve, actually, I'm sure he had a run for Curry quite a while back um, um, yeah, previously. So, yeah, they, they look like they're, they're shaping up okay. And, yeah, we'll certainly be pushing for that uh, for that top four, and um, I'm sure there'll be a few of the Merriweather faithful that'll be uh, heading down to towns and for a look over uh, over the next few uh, few weeks and months. Yeah, I think there certainly will be, and you know they're always uh, there or thereabouts Souths, and uh, certainly with uh, Bobcat at the helm and some of those names you mentioned, uh, certainly Young Glanville's been a real um, you know, star for them over the last few years, so he'll he'll do well to steer the, steer the team around. The inner city rivals uh, across the uh, way there at Harker, they've um, they were planning for a very different looking season this year anyway, with a mass exodus of players prior to the COVID, a change in coach as well, and uh, they've picked up a couple of handy players though. Um, 
with the announcement of the resumption of, of, of footy over there, uh, led by none other than uh, Curry's half, who's a former Westman himself. He's been at most of the clubs around Newcastle, Jade Porter. But how are they stacking up under the tutelage of Lowry uh, for this shortened season? He does have a few jerseys, Jade Porter, in his collection. I'll tell you, he's got a few premierships as well. Can play the freak. And, uh, yeah, coming towards the end of that uh, that career, but um, still think he's got, uh, yeah, probably another year and maybe, we, you know, with everything's happened, maybe even another one after that. Um, uh, yeah, he's doing a great job as well out at uh, Kalani House. And, uh, yeah, the permit only came through this week. He's been down at, uh, yeah, down at West Training and, yeah, he'll have a run with them in 2020, but uh, he'll return to Curry in uh, 21. Uh, yeah, it looks like he'll probably, more than likely, with uh, even with the amount of changes, um, he might even sort of start in that uh, that second tier team. So I know a few of the other guys had been around, um, you know, in the preseason training, and so many changes at West at Harker Oval. Like you said, firstly, Todd Lowry comes in for Matt Lantry. A lot of players followed after that grand final win with the Rosellas. They followed Lantry to Maitland. Um, and the list is uh, here pretty long. I mean, Alex Langbridge, Daniel Langbridge, Chan O'Donnell, Pat Matadia, Willis Alatini, all uh, all headed to all headed to Maitland. Then you've got not playing Mark Defour and Brad Ty, who had already signalled their sort of retirements after that grand final win. The Walsh brothers aren't playing. I know Ryan actually did an ACL in the preseason, which had already ruled him out. I know they were expecting, and may have already just had their uh, their first bub. Uh, Luke has opted, who uh, of course former NRL and English Super League player, who was the Newcastle Rugby League Player of the Year last year, and his first season back from uh, from France. Uh, yeah, he's he's opted for the year off. Uh, and there's a few question marks too around. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not actually sure where Blake Andrews or Warren Shillings or, or Al Lantry particularly, um, yeah, ended up, or whether they're having a run elsewhere or just having the season off. So there's a lot of changes from that, just that grand final 17. There's actually four players who will wear that uh, green and, and red jersey um, in 2020, and that's Ryan Walker, who was the player of the year in 2017 and brother of South Sydney's Cody, Ben Stone, Sam Keenan and Matt Herman. So they're the four that are actually back on the park from that grand final 17 for West this year. But they've also picked out not just uh, not just Jay Porter, but Tristan Lumley from Group 11. He was out with Wellington yeah. last year and uh, a former Queensland Cup player. Uh, so that's a, a handy in. Fraser Price goes back to West from Maitland. Uh, Liam Wilkinson and Pat Achurch uh, go back from the Knights lower grades. And two blokes have uh, headed across from Merriweather Rugby Union, Sam and Tom Rouse. So... Uh, that's uh, a handy thing. I, I haven't seen much of Tom play, but I have seen Sam play on the wing and fullback, and he's uh, he's very handy. So uh, they've uh, they've picked up quite a few good recruits, and obviously there's a a, a lot of outs at uh, at West. But with that core of Ryan Walker, Ben Stone, Sam Keenan, and Matt Herman, and he's throwing a few of the existing players already that were in a very already strong reserve grade, and and the guys that have, have joined. Uh, I've got no doubt that West will be in and around. And yeah, with Todd Lowry coming in with his first coaching appointment in Newcastle, um, I'm sure he'll be uh, yeah, keen to put his best uh, best foot forward. And no, I think uh, I think the boys at Harker Oval will be uh, in, and, in and around it, I'm sure. 
Yeah, certainly some interesting signings there, and and you touched on obviously the Rouse brothers, Sam, as you say, quite a quite a good finisher out there at Merriweather, and he could be a a sneaky dark horse, I think, for uh, one of the underrated buys that someone's brought in this season for the shortened year. Uh, certainly, watch this space; he'll he'll impress, I think. Uh, changing from the fifteen man code, we talked about it just before. Matt Lantry, he's left. Wes, he's gone up to Maitland. Maitland also having entered the New South Wales President's Cup. It's going to be an interesting year for them because essentially their first grade side will be their second side, the one that enters in the Newcastle competition. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, for the President's Cup side that's playing in the, the newly formed, I suppose, statewide competition by New South Wales, there's kind of a handful of country sides, uh, Maitland, Dubbo Sims, uh, Western Rams, and now a few late entries uh, with uh, through Butchers and uh, West Illawarra that have, have joined in the last week or so, making it a nine team. And um, Sydney side, I think the, the North Sydney Bears, there's Wentworthville that have won Ron Matthews the last few years, uh, Glebe and, and Hills as well. So it uh, makes for quite an interesting concept. And Maitland's top squad will uh, will be there and they're going to be very strong. They're littered with NRL experience. Um, yeah, Pat Mataudia, uh, Brock Lamb, Sam Manaora, um, is uh, yeah makes a fair a fair core, and a few of those other names we just mentioned from West with uh, the Langbridge brothers, uh, Chad O'Donnell, um, already in that mix. They got a couple back from the Knights in Cal Burgess and Cooper Jenkins, uh, Matt Soper Lawler uh, as well in that mix more recently. Um, yeah, without a game because the New South Wales Cup being cancelled. Tyron Ott is back from Sydney, and then only the last couple of days, uh, James Taylor, Henry Penn, and Fatoa Fatoa have uh, also put pen to paper. So that's a, a very, very strong side. What it does mean is that a few of those guys who won't play in that 17, uh, yeah, will be then in the, I suppose, Maitland's reserve grade side playing in that Newcastle competition. Uh, I know Elliot Jennings is, is one of them, um, you know, for this week, you know, alone. Um, so the, there'll be one or two of those, you know, or a handful of those top guys that aren't playing necessarily in the 17 that will, you know, filter back to the Newcastle competition. But, yeah, outside that, it will essentially be, yeah, Maitland's reserve grade. So probably won't be as strong as, your, you know, uh, West and South who have just sort of been through, probably Central Lakes and, and even Cessnock who have their, their main, you know, squads playing in the Newcastle competition. But... Um, yeah, Maitland still, you know, entered those teams. It was, you know, part of the agreement of, of entering President's Cup that there was still uh, at least, I think, two men's teams, be it in the open grade or, or in 19s as well back in, in Newcastle. So, um, yeah, that, uh, that fulfill, you know, all that obligation has certainly been filled and they've got, um, yeah, so essentially their second grade team playing in Tier 1 and their third grade team playing in in Tier 2, plus a 19s and a ladies. So they've got the full complement, Maitland. They're going to have their hands full uh, with all uh, all that uh, going on. But, um, yeah, probably won't be quite as strong in that uh, that Newcastle, uh, you know, I suppose, in the, the running to, to win, you know, that competition. But, uh, yeah, they'll certainly be represented and, you know, be feeding into that uh, President's Cup side down in Sydney. Yeah, that'll certainly be interesting. Or across the state, sorry. Yeah, it'll certainly be interesting to see, as you touched on, um, some opportunities though for some some younger players coming through those Maitland ranks that have progressed from their 19s and stuff over the recent years to obviously pick the brains of some very talented footballers that they'll be training with and spending a lot of time around as they sit on the fringes of that uh, President's Cup squad and even for the guys that aren't quite on the fringe of it but are playing consistently in that 
uh, top tier in the local comp. So they'll, they'll get some really good uh, experience rubbing off from all those NRL players and Q Cup and New South Wales Cup experience players uh, around them over the season ahead. Yeah, they definitely will. That's right. That'll be the, uh, the advantage, I suppose, of the club sense. And I know, talking to Chan O'Donnell uh, the other day, that was one of his sort of big things that uh, he felt that, um, you know, while it's going to be a, a tough test and they're going to be, you know, I suppose he sort of viewed it as Maitland representing the Newcastle comp within that President's Cup, um, you know, state competition. Uh, he felt that sort of being together was going to even, you know, hold them in good stead for, you know, the following year back in Newcastle, um, you know, and in that same sense, the guys who are playing, um, you know, in the for Maitland in those Newcastle competitions, um, you know, would probably, you know, or could view it as the same way too, that, you know, that they're going to they're gonna be together and they're going to, you know, have that experience together, um, but also being able to, like you said, Chris, you know, pick the brains of some of those, you know, pretty, uh, pretty handy players. Yeah, certainly. And, and while we're up the valley, we might uh, head a little bit further inland and uh, Todd Edwards and his crew at uh, Cessnock, look, they were very much chomping at the bit um, for a full season when I caught up with Todd earlier in the pre-season and he's not someone that will take any competition that he's steering around uh, aside in uh, lightly and, and undoubtedly they'll be aside to watch in this competition this year. Yeah, they will. They've uh, they've lost a few, but they've gained a few. And um, yeah, any team with Toddy in charge, I think he's generally in, in with a sniff. And uh, I think Cessnock had they they sort of entertained the idea of that Presidents Cup as well, but just didn't quite have the numbers back to uh, yeah fulfil that obligation of a couple of men's teams uh, back in the Newcastle competition. And so they haven't got a nineteens, which uh, was probably the the main concern for, for the Goannas. But from a, a T one and T two. Um, element, they've um, yeah, they're, they're looking all right. They will well and truly be in the mix. Uh, Tyrone Amy is probably their big um, out in terms of was a preseason pickup uh, and was you know all keen to um, you know return. He'd actually played at, at Cessnock previously and um, had linked in with Todd before at the Knights lower grades and even at Lakes and um, but uh, he's now gone to uh, the Dora Creek Swampies, which I'm sure he covered. Uh, last night in the Newcastle Hunter podcast, but um, yeah, it's a junior club for him. So he's uh, he, he got the release over the last uh, few days officially from from Cessnock, and uh, yeah, so he's he's a big out for for them. Uh, from the grand final side, Paul Carter, Dan Metcalf, and Brendan Halad. Uh, Brendan and, and Dan both finished up, and uh, Paul had had headed to Macquarie. Uh, Joel Edwards was a preseason pickup. Uh, he's actually out at out at Lisco now with his partner's uh, family. They're expecting, I think, their first one uh, pretty soon. So he's out with uh, a bit of family there and won't be playing any footy this year. Um, but in-wise, uh, the biggest one is Tyler Randall, who was a great pick-up for Cessnock anyway uh, over the preseason. The former Knights hooker had been over in the English Super League. They actually looked to link with Maitland, but ended up at, at Cessnock. And um, yeah, was keen as mustard and still is. You know he's still going to have a run this year, which um, is, uh, is is great. And yeah, he's uh, he's very keen to to get out there again uh, and uh, and play for the Goanas. He actually played for the Black and Gold back in 2010 in a grand final. He was only very young, just I think probably 17, 18, uh, before he joined the Knights. Um, so yeah, so he'll be running around with Cessnock uh, this year. Uh, a couple of other hints for them: Hamish and Tyler. 
uh, Wolfgang Toller, Prince Campbell, um, and Tom Baker, as well as a, a young prop from Gunnedah, Lincoln Smith, and a few of their young guns as well, um, Connor Kirkwood, Nick Lawrence, Ruth Hugo, Seaton Reed, and Robert Tuolatu. Uh, they're all they're all going around again. So uh, the Goeys have got a, a fair squad, and um, yeah, I think it's you know it's always a trust tip. tough trip to uh, Cessnock, and I don't think that'll be any different in 2020. I certainly think you're right there, and uh, as we touched on, uh, Randall obviously a big in with you know the expected probably you know lowering I guess of the of the expectation of the standard of footy. Uh, he'll certainly be one to watch, and him added into that core of young players that they uh, they've kept from last year that was a big reason they went as far as they did in 2019. All uh, CSS not shaping well, of course. The, the two sides we're yet to address are the two sides that are down in the Lake Macquarie area, and. Uh, We'll start with the boys from Charlestown Central. They'll take on South in first grade this week. And uh, I understand you've, you've got a bit of info out of them recently uh, in regards to how they're shaping up. Oh, it's, it's hot off the press, Chris. This is a, no, a text from uh, their president, Heath Anson, who uh, just helped me with a few of the, uh, the last of the ins and outs at uh, St John Oval. Uh, Phil Williams, of course, uh, still coaching there. Uh, Brad Murray and Ethan Cook, uh, yeah, both aren't uh, going around again for Central. And Dylan uh, Pithian, who had joined the club from uh, the Queensland Cup, uh, yeah, he's not he's not having a run either. He was actually almost uh, going to have a run with uh, Blacktown in the New South Wales Cup before the, the COVID outbreak. But, um, yeah, that, cut, that sort of run short. I think he's looking to potentially do something similar if uh, the opportunity arises next year, but yeah, he won't be at Central. Um, but there's uh, yeah, quite a few ins and um, yeah, some existing guys who uh, are going around again. So the new recruits, uh, one is his son, Grant Anderson. He's back from the ninth lower grades and he'll play alongside his brother, uh, Cam, who's uh, yeah, been at fullback and on the wing before that for Central the last few seasons. Uh, Zach Hosking also comes back from the ninth lower grades. Jack Kelly has gone across from Lakes. Uh, Floyd Ty has joined the club from Queensland. Jake Mazin, I think the snake is what they call Jake. He, Jake um, snake, yes. Yes, he, he had a great year with Central. A few back uh, under Barney Miller, scored a bunch of tries. Uh, he's back at the club from St Mary's. And uh, Whitty Baker um, has uh, jumped across. He did so in the preseason to Central from West, the uh, Cook Islands representative. So, yeah, there's some fair ins there for Central and um, a couple of the existing butcher boys, like uh, I mentioned Cameron Anderson, Kurt Donahue, who made a a really good impact in the back line as well. He was one of those young guys that saw him go, you know, within one of the the grand final last year and went on a run, the late season run. They went from last to uh, you know, second in uh, with seven straight wins or something like that. It was yeah, quite uh, quite the streak from uh, from Central, uh, and it was on the back of a lot of those uh, those younger guys. Kurt Donahue, uh, who also plays a bit of touch footy for the Knights, actually in that national comp, he's um, he's back again. And another big in is a big unit, Junior Rakika, um, the Fiji international. Um, yeah, he's going to be uh, playing again in the front row. So. No, Central, uh, they're shaping up uh, pretty good under Phil. And, um, yeah, I, I expect them to uh, be in the mix as well. So it, it, it is shaping up as a pretty uh, pretty competitive uh, pretty competitive season. Certainly is. Two, two international players in uh, Rakika and Baker in the, in the forwards. Uh, add in some Canterbury Cup players with the likes of Young Hosking, who was really strong for the Knights last year. 
contest at fullback with Anderson having made it his own, but Mason returning and uh, Jack Kelly in the halves. Central would have to be uh, right in the mix among the uh, favourites mm. for this competition, you'd think. Yeah, that's, yeah. I think uh, I think those those teams that have the uh, the full that full complement, uh, as we've sort of gone through with, uh, you know, Cessnock South, um, Central West, and uh, yeah, we'll go through Lakes in a sec. It, uh, yeah, they all they're all shaping up. Uh, yeah, yeah, quite uh, quite strong in this uh, uh, new look. Uh, yeah, sort of amateur competition for twenty twenty. Yeah, certainly interesting to see. And as you said, the the final team in the uh, top tier competition is, of course. Lakes United, Central's rival there in Lake Macquarie. And uh, I know catching up with new coach Robbie Payne earlier in the year, they were certainly banking on a, a fairly youthful philosophy with a couple of retained stars. But they had some ties to a few of the uh, New South Wales Cup players. So they managed to uh, jag a few of them to bolster their side? Yeah, it was quite uh, quite funny how it all worked out. That Lakes had a link with 11 players for the Knights already in place, you know, prior to any you know, COVID, corona, pandemic, anything. And um, so it was really, realistically, they were only going to see some of those guys some of the time uh, because they were all going to be playing New South Wales Cup or 20s or whatever their commitments were in at, um, in at the Knights. But the way that everything's worked out, they've ended up with eight of those 11 players back for late. So they're shaping up very, very strongly. Um so running through the guys that uh, have linked back up from the Knights, uh, Hayden Lowry, uh, John Tolafoa, Nash Birch, Matt Cooper, Lyndon Hills, Brandon Russell, Darcy Heaney and Kane Evans. So a, a very strong call uh, to go um, yeah, onto the park within 2020. Nick Glow, uh, one of their forwards uh, previously, has come back to the club. He's been over in England uh, playing with the Lee Centurions. When uh, when the whole COVID thing hit, and you know he got back uh, got back home as quickly as possible, and uh, wasn't one hundred percent sure if he was going to have a run, but yeah, he's uh, he's going to strap on the boots for Lakes. Um, so in the out basket though, from those Knights connections uh, for Lakes, uh, Luke Sharp went to Wyong, Campbell Shepherd's gone to Woi Woi, both uh, in the Central Coast competition, which is now actually yeah, going ahead after a bit of uncertainty there as well, uh, and Tavita Alifa. Uh, isn't playing either. So, but eight out of eleven—that's pretty good for Lakes in terms of those night connections. Particularly given that um, yeah, they might not have seen any, um, you know, in some rounds during 2020 if um, the pandemic hadn't hit. So, um, yeah, some big big ins for Lakes. So they're going to be uh, yeah very strong. And uh, I'm not 100 percent sure about Sean Boss and Daniel Peck whether they're actually having a run around. But if uh, yeah, if, if they get thrown in there as well, um, yeah, they'll uh, yeah they're going to be right up there, for Lakes. Those those eight plus, you know, returning Nick Glowey explains why Robbie Payne is such a happy man at the moment heading into yeah, the season. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I guess now now's probably the time for us to put our, our money where our mouth is. And uh, if, if I'm going to make you pick one out of the bunch, who's your tip? Uh, you know, if you're going to have to put uh, a bit behind it, who, who are you picking th- at this very early stage with, you know, only some grey areas to be filled on uh, the standout team or the team that's going to hold that trophy aloft at the end of 2020? Well, I think uh, I think like if I was going to put my dollar on anyone, I think it'd be Lakes just with uh, yeah the amount of ins that they uh, that they did have. Um, and I think you know in that next kind of bunch would be uh, would probably be West, um, Central, and South. I think um, uh, Cessnock uh, will be absolutely competitive and, and shooting for that one of those top four spots. And uh, Maitland probably a little bit behind, just being that reserve grade side from President's Cup. But uh, yeah, if I was going to put my dollar anyway. 
Chris, probably uh, yeah, with the amount of uh, ins that they've been able to pick up and the quality would uh, yeah, probably be the boys from uh, Carlisle, I think. And uh, yeah, but I think yeah, West, the other Newcastle sides as well, um, yeah, West, South, and Central will all be um, yeah, very much uh, sniffing about as well. Yeah, certainly be interesting. I've obviously, I have uh, as regular listeners of the show, I've always got a soft spot for Lakes, having played some time there. Also spent some junior time, junior time at Central. So I'm going to, I'm going to put my uh, my money with the boys at Central. Those two international uh, forwards is, is a big, big uh, platform to lay, I think. So we'll look for Rakika and Baker to, to lay a good platform and Central to break what is an absolutely phenomenal premiership drought. Uh, hopefully this year will be the year. Some people might claim it has a bit of an asterisk next to it, but I'm sure Central and their fans would take it. So I'll put my money behind the Butcher Boys. Uh, it'd be great to see a, a Lake Macquarie grand final, though Central and Lakes. That would be uh, almost unheard of, Josh. It could well be. Yeah, I mean, that uh, that drought, it could even be the longest in Newcastle sport um, from, I think, uh, 47, 48, 49, in and around, uh, in and around there. Um, I'm sure when it does get broken... Uh, there's going to be quite the celebration at St John Oval, whether it's uh, 2020 or whenever it might be. Um, it'll be uh, yeah, quite, quite, uh, quite a celebration. I know all the other clubs have uh, won in and around over the last uh, decade or two. Probably Bar Curry, I think, in the who uh, who last had theirs in the in the mid 90s off a of Premiership hat trick. But um, yeah, Central, yeah, when they can get it done, they'll be um, yes. I think they'll probably shut up the Leafs club for a week. I reckon. Yeah, I think you could be right, but yeah. So that that drought, as you, as you touched on there, nineteen forty nine, so over seventy mm. years. It's actually uh, I'm just having a look back through the records really quickly. Nineteen sixty three was their last grand final appearance in first grade. So mm. even that to break that drought, uh, you know, we're up up to almost sixty years. I'm sure they'd be happy enough to break that drought, but they'd love to go one better. So, mate, uh, I do appreciate your time today to have a look at the Newcastle Rugby League season uh, ahead. Uh, it is a shortened season; it is a little bit different, but it's exciting. We're only a couple of sleeps away. And of course, uh, if you're not looking for an audio version of your news on Newcastle Rugby League and you want to see it in print, the best place is to see Josh's writing in the Newcastle Herald um, and jump on the Herald website and subscribe and support the local paper. So thanks again for your time, mate. Uh, we really appreciate it today and uh, hopefully we'll be able to catch you around the traps during the season. Uh, sounds good. No worries at all. And uh, yeah, from where we were a few months ago to uh, get into this weekend, very much uh, looking forward to some rugby league being back on and uh, getting played again. Looking forward to uh, yeah, the next 10 rounds in the Newcastle Rugby League. All right. Thanks very much, Josh Callanan from the Newcastle Herald. Cheers, Chris. That was, of course, Josh Callanan from the Newcastle Herald. As I said, uh, a big thank you to him for his time again. Uh, plenty of coverage always in the Newcastle Herald for local sport and the local rugby league news. Again, thanks to our sponsors, Newey Threads, without whom we wouldn't get any of these episodes to air in 2020. They've been a really good partner. Make sure to check out our social media channels, uh, Leadcastle AU on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And, of course, you can uh, subscribe to us on all reliable podcast platforms. Jump onto your local podcast platform that you utilise on your device and make sure to give us a subscribe, uh, a like, a review as well. If you put on a five-star review, certainly on the Apple podcast, we'll uh, endeavour to read out the feedback as well. Uh, Thank you again for tuning in and uh, hopefully we'll be back with you with some results and updates after the first round of local footy that has been a long time coming. To King, King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership. Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's going to be to try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window get their second.
you're listening to League Cup, Newcastle Hunters Home Rugby League.